Good morning, another uh, Saturday morning here, finishing out breakfast. I think uh, we're on episode 46. I think last time we left off, uh, we kind of walked through some wood shows and the Nicholsons and talked about them. I think we were yeah, in, that, in the late 1980s. Yeah, that's the end of 89, I yeah. think, because it was at that time that the the kids decided that we should have a holiday together, which we never had before, because uh, we always made sure that one of us was home with the kids, no matter what. And, uh, but they were all grown up uh, enough at least to, uh, to be on their own and uh, uh, for a few days. So uh, we had, uh, I think it was a week that we went to Quebec City was that for like an anniversary or anything, or just Pardon? was it like for an anniversary gift or just something they I... just want to get you out of the house? They uh, that... <laughs> uh, I never thought of it that oh. way, but yes, maybe that could very well yeah. be because uh, uh, John was getting old enough to profit <laughs> from that too. Uh, so, uh, well, we never had that way. There was always somebody home when I was young. But with seven kids in the family, that is different than when there is only three. But <laughs> I never thought of that. Uh, anyway, they gave us the tickets with the accommodations and whatnot to go to Quebec City. And uh, of course, I read about Quebec City, Quebec as such, and uh, its place in Canadian history. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is nice to actually learn hands-on, like by actually seeing uh, uh, the places where mm -hmm. Canada was born, where first things started. And um, I thought it was a fantastic trip, and so did Mom, even though it was quite cold. But uh, I oh, remember it, that. It was a winter time. Now, how, like, did you take the train out or drive we took out? The, no, we took the train yep. uh, uh, to, uh, to Quebec City. We mm -hmm. got there and we went to... Oh gosh, I don't remember the name of the hotel, but anyway, we stayed in the hotel there, and uh, uh, the first, well, we, we could decide what you want to do, sightseeing, and what is the best way. And mm -hmm. uh, I saw one thing they advertised, like every city has its own unique uh, differences and opportunities. Mm -hmm. and there they had. Uh, uh, a horse-drawn wagon mm -hmm. that you could uh, uh, go on and they would go through the city and inside the wall because it's a walled city and uh, and explain everything uh, uh, about the history okay. of Quebec City and uh, we actually saw and that to me was uh, I heard about it and it fascinated me because of its uniquely different name, the Plains of Abraham. Okay. And that is in, in Quebec City, and we actually went there. And that is where the British scaled the, the, the almost vertical walls to go and defeat the French who were holed up behind those walls. And uh, uh, 
that was the battle between the British and the French. Mm -hmm. The French were here, of course, uh, first. But, uh, and then uh, the, the guy, the way, uh, and of course he, he talked English mm. because uh, the French would have a different way of going around their city. <clears throat> but uh, so uh, we could all understand what it was all about and very interesting. And then uh, he, uh, he said it's uh, pretty cold, it can get cold in Quebec. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a cold morning, he said, if you want to have a hot chocolate or a coffee, this is a nice restaurant. I usually stop in here. We can warm up at the fireside and uh, you can more or less also experience uh, the Quebec culture, which is distinctly different from the rest of Canada. Well, and just the, for some people, because they may not be Canadians or know, but um, Quebec, that area is mostly French dominated. Oh, so, oh very, very. And much. English is kind of a second language as opposed to yeah. the rest of Canada where English is first and French might be a second yeah, language. Yeah, well, in, uh, like we were in Montreal for a day yeah. in that time and uh, it was minus, minus 30 mm -hmm. uh, uh, that night. And I Celsius, remember. Fahrenheit. Pardon? Celsius, Fahrenheit. Uh, 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 Celsius. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, we went out for a walk to see Montreal, and it was uh, noticeably different because the main language spoken there seemed to be English, mm -hmm. where, uh, where Quebec City is farther into yeah. the province, and there is, well, they're on their own, but Montreal is so international, yeah, and uh, so English is first, but of course everybody speaks both. Uh, but anyway, we went to this restaurant, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, there is old people, and they are sitting there talking French. And uh, as I see them, because well, I know the French from back home, yeah. and they reminded me of what the old French people would have been like in, say, the in uh, in the days of uh, some of those famous writers. Uh, uh, for instance, the one that comes to mind. Most of it, to me, is Emile Zola, how he could have sat in a restaurant mm. in, uh, in, uh, uh, in France mm -hmm. and discussing things. Uh, you know, he was uh, very politically involved yeah. and, uh, in, and, and also in many other things. And uh, that's why he, he was a very interested, interesting writer. But uh, I could actually feels that it's almost it it's almost as if the clock really went back uh, I didn't come off that wagon and come in for for hot chocolate no we were actually watching and I was trying to listen in mm -hmm. because I understood Fairmont the French but not enough to understand them because uh, they the French the Quebec French is quite different from the uh, the Parisian French, so mm. to speak, the same as uh, our English is so different from the American English, and again, different from Australian English, which I have discovered is distinctly different. And when you're not a native of, of that area, then you notice the difference. And uh, so the, I was sitting there, I was having a good time, and getting warmed up again. 
because it was cold on that wagon, even though it was closed in. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, we had, uh, we, we walked out, you know, you get out and you walk around and then and, and there's those cliffs where at the Plains of Abram, that was the, the, the one thing that really stood out in my mm -hmm. mind and stuck in my memory. Uh, of, of all the things that I saw there. And uh, so uh, we, we were uh, in Quebec City for a few days and then we went on the return trip going to Montreal and then from Montreal we were going home again. But we spent some time in Montreal walking around and seeing the city and well, uh, uh, the first the first morning after we had that that trip with the horse. That was on the yeah. Sunday, I believe. And the next day, we were we went to a restaurant in Quebec City, mm -hmm. and it is the oldest building in Canada since the white man came here, mm -hmm. and that was turned into a restaurant. And I was wondering when we walked in there without knowing what it was. But you hear the story later on. Uh, that was the oldest building in Quebec City, uh, that restaurant, and the walls were at least two feet thick, solid brick, stone, whatever it was. And uh, the, the the window was a uh, foot and a half anyway out from the inside of the the wall. Mm. Like, and you look at the window, and it was sitting out there somewhere yeah. and it was still inside the wall looking at it from the outside but anyway I I looked at that window and I never saw a window uh, like a, a window sill that deep that that big yeah. uh, and then the waitress comes in typical French uh, the same as that French waitress that was in in um, in the Salby Hotel mm -hmm. Uh, she was uh, there was a French waitress there and and she had a very strong French accent and the chef and I we were getting around when she came with a bunch of dishes in the restaurant in the in the kitchen and uh, and she had a very heavy French accent but she you could tell that she was somehow different than the other waitresses who were from around here and. Uh, and there, they, the, the one that we got in, in Quebec City, uh, she came out very friendly and she started out speaking French. How could she tell that we were not French speaking? So, uh, and I had looked at the menu, which was uh, simple enough, and I wanted, <coughs> for simplicity, bacon and eggs because I was not that fluent in English in, in French that I knew. At one time when I first came to Canada, I was better in French than in English, but uh, that had kind of faded because English was for me the most important language to get <coughs> to get to know as well as possible. So I was going to have uh, ham and eggs, mm -hmm. and I, <laughs> I couldn't remember for the life of me, and I know that. I, I know the ham is jambon, yeah. but I couldn't think of that name because um, here is 
Mom and I talk in Dutch once in a while. Uh, we are uh, inundated with French all of a sudden. But in our home life, it is English. So, uh, and I couldn't think of Japan. So, uh, I said, well, uh, we are not from this area, but we come from Ontario. And then she started to talk English. So she could speak English. Mm -hmm. she, uh, she didn't want to be boorish. And she, uh, she spoke English. Then I thought, well, I got to tell her I, I know a little bit of French. So I was going to order for our breakfast mm -hmm. and uh, ham and eggs because I asked mom what she wanted and yeah, I'll have ham and eggs. And, uh, and I couldn't think of jambon. So um, I said uh, ham, I thought, oh, ham, uh, she said, jambon, and then she hit her bum. Mm. And we laughed because I, well, it's a funny way of indicating that if you want the ham, you got to hit your butt. Uh, uh, well, yeah, that's where the ham comes from. <laughs> uh, but it was, a, it was a very beautiful sunny day and... Uh, uh, we looked around, we looked at the pictures, and uh, again, there was a lot of uh, people in the restaurant, and all of a sudden, you don't hear English. Not to try and uh, listen to what they say, but just to hear the French as opposed to English. It's mm -hmm. such a different uh, feeling. Anyway, uh, we had a marvelous trip, and especially since it was the first time that we actually went anywhere together. Mm -hmm. It was not until 1992 that we went together to Holland. Uh, we, we went there, but never together for that same reason. And so, uh, but we went to, uh, to Montreal after and uh, uh, we actually, we had a sleeper car, believe it or not to me, uh, we had an overnight train, so it was early in the morning when we arrived in Toronto, and uh, or early, it was not that early, but anyway, it was in the morning that we got to uh, to Toronto and we came back, and of course the kids and how was it, and where did you go, and what did you see, and so, you know, the regular stuff, and yeah, that uh, that was... Uh, you know, we got home in time for Christmas, mm -hmm. and then of course New Year came, and then uh, nineteen ninety started. Uh, uh, it was the rest was quite uneventful. We uh, uh, in those days, Christmas uh, it was a family affair. The the family gets together and. Uh, for as much as what is there, uh, and it was getting it, it petered out because they all started to get their own. Uh, like first, the kids are all coming together uh, with the the oldest, like Casper uh, and Agnes, were like the parents for mm -hmm. them all. They were the oldest, uh, but then later on, uh, we all get married and have our own family. So. We have our own Christmases, but uh, uh, yeah, in eighteen in nineteen ninety, 
the big event of 1990 was Sam getting married, which uh, which shows how fast time goes. Uh, and she met uh, while in university, I believe, towards the end of her university year, she got to know uh, Joey, Joey Salters. And uh, so Joey came over a few times and uh, uh, we got along great with him. He, in fact, gave me a tape once that I still play once in a while on uh, on that Google thing. Uh, this is Val uh, Strace by John Sibelius. And uh, he said, and I was surprised because being a young guy, how would he know about the classical piece of music and uh, especially from a Norwegian composer, you know, of all things. Mm-hmm. But I listened to it as a beautiful piece of music and every once in a while I will ask for that because the music that they play on that thing uh, uh, keeps going and going and it is all the same type of music as the one that you ask for so you don't get a mix of whatever is available in the world. It is focused on that particular like classical and... Yeah, you're and, talking about the Google Home and playing yeah. music. Yeah, no, that's, I, I understand that. Just yeah, I'm afraid by using that name, that thing would start talking. It does that sometimes. And we sit here and we mention the word, and yeah, what, what can I do for you? Uh, but anyway, um, uh, Tam in that year uh, got married. And uh, they moved to London because... Uh, the time was working, I, I don't know, there was that time that when she was still working at the head office of GM in Oshawa. No, by that time she's working at Cami in English. Oh, she was already. Yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, her and Joey moved to, uh, to to London area and it was close enough to go to Cami because Joey also worked at Cami. And uh, uh, let me see. Uh, they then, uh, Joey's parents kind of helped them buy a house and they bought the house in Ingersoll. And uh, that is where we all went for, we were invited to the first Christmas. And it was the, the Salters family and the Williams family. So we went there and <laughs> that was uh, more or less... Uh, the end of that marriage, that was the beginning of the end because there was something wrong with the turkey and uh, the the them and the mother-in-law, they uh, thought of each other that they had turned on the oven and they discovered an hour or so later that the oven wasn't on mm. and uh, and I thought, don't say anything, bite the lip, but don't say anything because uh, it's bad enough that we have that mother-in-law thing that is so well known and it came out that uh, it's a good thing to have that you're a long ways away from where they live because you wouldn't want that every day. Uh, so they are not even married for half a year, I don't think. And uh, uh, it got warm enough in that spot that I chose to go to 
to go outside and I have a little walk there mm -hmm. in the neighborhood and see what it looked like because well I, it was all new and uh, <laughs> I remember walking past the back fence of somebody there and he had firewood piled up against the back fence and I looked at the firewood and I saw that it was black walnut and I couldn't understand how anybody could cut up a black walnut for firewood and uh, as luck would have it the owner of that pile of firewood was outside and and I thought he must have seen me wondering why am I picking up a piece of firewood and just to make sure he didn't think that I was stealing his firewood I said I'm admiring your firewood here so he says, why? I said, well, I see this walnut and I wonder how anybody can actually burn walnut. It's such a shame. It's beautiful lumber. And uh, yeah, he says, well, we had this tree and blah, blah. So anyway, I said, would you mind if I was to take a piece of it because I like to make something out of the, the heart of, the, of this chunk, the, the, the darker wood. No, he says, help yourself. So I put it under my arm and I went home with it and uh, cut a piece out of it at home in the workshop and put that in the lace and I made a letter opener out of it. I still have the thing, it's sitting up in the attic. Uh, but that was on that day and uh, the, the turkey meal finally did get ready. We all get together. But it was not the pleasant uh, conversation that would have normally followed had that uh, turkey been turned on earlier. Not that it matters an awful lot in hindsight, it was a blessing because it set the whole thing in motion that uh, I got to get out of there, out of here because I made the wrong decision. So anyway, uh, Things went on, we went to see them uh, one or two times. You know, you like to go and see your daughter, now what is she doing? And uh, then mom's brother in the States wanted a new car and he wanted to trade in the car that he had. And he was offered so little for that, he said, no, I would sooner leave it sit here and rot than, uh, than take that kind of money. That's ridiculous. I mean, what? Uh, I'll give it to my sister in Canada. So that is where mom got the call. Uh, uh, I have a car here and you can have it for free. And it is, uh, well, it was a, a Ford, whatever it was, a fancy car. And uh, you can have it for free, but you have to come and pick it up. And then uh, that was at the time when Tam and Joey were still together, but uh, more for formality than anything else. And uh, we have to get to uh, Pennsylvania to State College. That's where he lived. And uh, so we were talking and Tam says, well, Joey can, he has time off or whatever. Joey can drive you out there. 
Well, that would be great because then uh, I can drive that car back and that is what happened. And Joey, of course, gladly volunteered because he was trying to uh, to keep the marriage going. But, you know, after the damage that was done on that Christmas day, there was no rebuilding. You know, there comes a point where you're better off to uh, build a new house than use the old foundation because they never fit. Anyhow, uh, he took us there and uh, the next, we stayed overnight and the next day we went back and he kind of drove ahead of us and we followed because I didn't know, uh, I was had never been in the States and I think it was 33 years after, yeah it must have been 33 or more, that after I came to Canada that first time that I actually was on American soil. I'd never been in the States, even though originally my plan was when I get to Canada, I learn the language well enough that I can like, converse in, in English fluently and then I skip across the border because when I went to Canada, it was a lot easier to, to go to, to, to enter Canada than to enter the US. They were a lot stricter. You could eventually go there, but I didn't want to wait for years. So anyway, I uh, it took 33 years before I, by accident, actually kind of had to go to the States to pick up that car. Um, uh, I came here and uh, it was like Vene Vene Vici. I don't need, uh, I don't need to go to the States. I'm quite happy where I am. Uh, still, I, I, I wouldn't live there if you paid me for it. But uh, that's a personal view, of course. And uh, it wasn't long after that, and they split. And I saw it coming, but uh, first I believe she was living with Lu, a Chinese lady. And uh, we were there, Lou had a couple of cats, or at least one, <clears throat> and uh, so we were visiting there and we went back home again. The next thing we get uh, a call, I had moved to Tilsenburg and uh, slowly we started to find out that she also had met, uh, well, well, we knew that uh, uh, she had met a guy from Tilsenburg, that is why I knew that the reason why she wanted to go to Tilsenburg, she could have moved to Ingersoll to some place on her own, but anyway, she, uh, and she was living then upstairs in, oh gosh, Delavan. Uh, Delavan Crescent. I forget the number, but it was Delavan Crescent. It was a white house, and I, I still had pictures of it. I, but so we went to visit her. But I think, and that was the first time I ever went to Tilsenburg. And uh, we came in over the 401 all the way to Highway 19. And then that's when uh, Tan told us that. Uh, it's easier to come in off uh, 59 and then come in, but you have a few turns to make. So she kind of explained how to get 
from Tesmer at home and she could draw it out and once I've seen it that way and I can figure out my way getting back in because it is uh, the hypotenuse of a triangle. And uh, so, uh, but anyhow, uh, it wasn't long after that and she moved in with with you and I, in the log house, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. because uh, your sister and her husband had the log house in the south end of Tilsenburg. And uh, I never seen what they call a log house, uh, uh, n not that close. So we, we went there and I, I really enjoyed that area. It was beautiful and it was country. It was it was not like in the city or in a big town. And uh, so that went went on for years and it wasn't long after that, you guys, I believe. Uh, yeah, you got, uh, you bought that house where you live now uh, because you got married in 1994. So uh, yeah, that, there's so much happened all of a sudden that it's pretty hard for me to keep it all separate. But, uh, but that was one of the, uh, <clears throat> the, the the big things in in 1990. I know that when uh, Tam and Joey got married, uh, Tam had a girlfriend, uh, Susan Michelli, and well, they were. Uh, I think they had the birthday on the same day and that's why they were high school friends and it, their friendship always continued. And uh, that is where there was the whole preparation and there was uh, a fairly big wedding, everything considered. And uh, that is where, that's where their, uh, with their life together started and for the occasion my my brother and his wife Harry Harry and Mean came over or Harry and Yeah, I think it was Harry and Mean. I know that uh my cousin Mies was my dad's brother's daughter and her husband they came too and uh so uh, that gave uh, a bit of family on, from our side uh, at the wedding. And uh, uh, so I took them around. That was the first time uh, that, uh, that I actually could take them out to, to drive around a bit uh, and show them what Canada was all about. And, uh, of course, when uh, it goes without saying, uh, being close enough, it's in Ontario, so you go to the falls and whatever uh, is around here. And uh, uh, <laughs> in the falls, there was, I went once with, with Wim and Harry. I said, well, the three of us, we can go to, 
uh, you know where they have to fish the whales, the marine Greenland. land. Greenland. Yeah, and uh, so we were, uh, as we were going towards marine land, and there is this young girl, um, but she looked very young, but she was dark. Uh, I mean, really dark. And she had, a, I think, a red cap on, and she had a baby. And, uh, and Harry, not being used to seeing dark colored people, uh, and uh, he said, can you ask her if it is okay that I, uh, that you take a picture of her with me? I said, sure. So I asked her and uh, with a big smile, yeah, sure, she said. And so I stood next to her and uh, I took the picture and afterwards I said, now, can you tell me what you needed that picture for with that colored girl? He says, well, when they know that I've been here before in Canada and uh, I want them to, when I get home and I want to show them the picture and I know they're going to say, you've been to Canada again? Yeah, well, I went to uh, see uh, my little girl and uh, then I can show them the picture to prove and uh, it was just for fun to, uh, uh, not you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, that was the the joke of the day at the time that uh, Harry went to see his child in Niagara Falls because of his previous visits. Uh, uh, it, I think that 1990, yeah, it must have been 1990 when that was the year that time started in Cami, I believe. 89. In 89 already? Yeah, beginning of January 1989. Holy mackerel. Yeah, well, my uh, my memory is all mixed up. It is just like um, uh, it, it hasn't stayed. Uh, I can think of, of something from last week or something when I was first, when I go into kindergarten. Uh, and uh, it's it's all in there. And I can't just readily pick it out, even though I thought I had it fairly well organized. But it proves now I did it. But uh, 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 in that was around that time, maybe '91. I the kids again; they were all making their own money and whatnot, and they felt that. Uh, we should have another holiday, and that was in, uh, I think, sometime in 19, at the end of 90 or 91, whatever it was. But it was in the, in, uh, in the winter, and uh, there is a ski resort called Blue Mountain. And they gave us a trip, and they had included this uh, hotel, I forget the name of it. Uh, Mother probably knows, I don't. And uh, we stayed there for a few days and we took a trip to 
Uh, there is some military base, uh, well, an old one. It's kind of a mm-hmm. uh, where they recreate how the military used to function uh, way back when, when they still had those fancy uniforms of the, the last or two centuries ago. And uh, that was, uh, I don't. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Penetang. Penetang machine. Penetang is a village or town or whatever. And that's where that army base was. And we went to have a look and the change of the guard. And they had a mascot that one guy came walking down with. And uh, we heard the firing of the guns. And the cannon and the whole bit. You mm-hmm. know, that's all for tourism, of course, but it's it's nice to see it in, in, in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that was a, that was a very nice, very nice trip, and the, and the meals were terrific in that hotel. Uh, 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 let me see. It was also in... I think in 1991 is when Sonia got, uh, she started living with with Dave or got married that time. I, I forget now. I think she, she started, yeah. She started she, living with Dave, Dave Rutherford. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they lived quite a bit away from you, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they lived in Oshawa, I think. Yeah. And uh, later on, they moved into the house next door to us. Yeah. But uh, 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 they got when they got married was at the same time that uh, you and Tam got married. Yeah, that was until later, but. Yeah, but anyway, uh, wasn't that the '94? Uh, no. When you got married. No, later. Later, 96. In 96? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. In 1994, you bought that house? Yeah. Okay, that's where I was mixed up. Anyway, uh, so uh, you didn't have, uh, like you didn't play cuckoo, you made your own nest. Uh, Like a cuckoo always takes somebody else's nest to lay the eggs in. Mm. uh, No, okay, so you already had... The, the nest before you moved in. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, um, yeah, that was in. Uh, yeah, Sonia and Dave were. Well, I remember Sonia and Dave lived just up, like just right beside you, probably yeah, 100 yeah. feet away. And I think John lived with them at the same time, too. Yeah, John yeah. was staying with them. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess you, if I guess if you call moving out of the house, literally moving like a hundred feet to yeah. the west is moving out. I didn't yeah. move out of the house. Yeah, well, there was uh, there was just an orchard between yeah. the two of us. Yeah, uh, that was it was far enough that we couldn't hear each other. Yeah, but we could actually yell loud enough that the others would have heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my golly! 10 o'clock already. 
So that was a. I don't know. Okay, cuckoo. Uh, well, if you yeah. want, we can we can put a pin in there. We're into the early '90s. I know uh, at that time, I think. Yeah, I. Tam, uh, and, Tam and I were seeing each other uh, in Tilsburg. I know Dave and um, John and Sonia and Sherry were living in the house just next to you guys. Yeah, they. Uh, I yeah, think you they were, were still working at the time, were you? Oh yeah. It, uh, well, if you oh yeah, it, yeah. Work, yeah. Uh, I was going till 1995, but in 1996, I believe I, when I retired, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, it was 1996. But uh, uh, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> it's funny how it went with uh, with Sonia. She. Uh, uh, she got married to. Doug, then she lived with Eric, then she lived with some other guy, and then uh, 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 somehow Dave came in the picture somewhere, and they moved in together, and uh, and they finally ended up. Uh, living in the house that Mackie had uh, for rent, mm -hmm. uh, that was our neighbor, the farmer, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and I was, I asked uh, Frank Mackie if it is okay that I put new kitchen cover doors up because they were kind of old, old yeah. uh, doors that didn't work too too well, and I thought if I put new doors on, he shouldn't have any argument about it and he didn't he said no by all means if you pay for it or whoever he says uh, but uh, no if you want to put new doors on that's fine I said well it makes it look more like a new kitchen cover so the the wood frame I covered up with uh, with some strips of wood and uh, so that it was all clear finish and then I made the kitchen doors with, uh, with new hinges and mm. knobs and what have you and they weren't in there too long, and uh, uh, that ended, and Sonia moved to Ajax, I think. And from Ajax, she moved to Tilsenburg. And uh, no, you're 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 jumping ahead there, man. So we can yeah we can probably cut off here, but I do yeah, know some well, days about... because I got to get that sorted out in my head. I. Uh, I, I I should have I should have been a sorry expression, but uh, no, on the spot I can't uh, pinpoint what is in what year. Okay. So anyway, I'll, I'll clarify some dates for you. So in uh, in '94, yeah, um, uh, what did you say? we were married, and in '93 we had the house built. Oh, oh okay. So, so there, there's some dates for you to work on next time. We're up into the early '90s, and we'll get all to really good stuff. Cause... Yeah, well, that is where, uh, for me, the really good stuff started because uh, I was kind of retired and uh, uh, going back and forth and whatnot. But anyway, yeah, that uh, put the pen in, and we'll leave it for the next one. Okay. Okay. Thanks.